When is the last time you attended a slumber party with your girlfriends and discussed issues on your heart? Your host is Gina Glenn, who welcomes you to tonight's Mommy Jammies Night. This is a time for you and our special guests and friends from around the world to join in live. Put on a comfortable pair of jammies, pull up a chair, settle in with your favorite refreshment, and prepare to be blessed as Gina welcomes tonight's guest. And now, here's Gina Glenn. Hello, and welcome to Mommy Jammies Night. Tonight, our special guest, in a pre-recorded style fashion, is LaToya Edwards. I'm sure you'll remember LaToya from her former position here as the actual host of Mommy Jammies Night, and tonight we're going to have her on as a guest. Now, normally we go live with our podcast, but because of the unusual nature of events in my life recently and LaToya's, we recorded this talk right after the hurricane had hit Florida. And so she's sharing some insights from that event, and um, I know you'll be blessed by tonight's event. So I, I just want to let you know it is pre-recorded. We won't be taking calls, but I want to also thank our sponsors, Media Angels and Sony Pictures and Affirm Films. So thank you, and now to LaToya. A few weeks ago, um, we had a little storm that flew through um, the state of Florida. Um, it was Irma. And she was more than a little storm. Um, she caused quite the commotion as we all kind of waited and watched to see what she was going to do. And it was very interesting uh, for me because normally I don't really get too ruffled when hurricanes are coming. You know, I keep my eye on it. We, we prepare. Um, but for the most part where I live, um, we had not really been affected by a hurricane for many, 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 many years. I remember, I believe it was Hurricane Charlie over 10 years ago um, was the last time that uh, my town was really impacted by hurricane. So when Irma came, um, I, I paid attention to the news. I paid attention to the weather reports and the track that she was taking, but I really was not very concerned um, when she first was on the scene and making her appearance but as the days went on and it looked like she was gonna head this way I started to pay more attention and in a matter of like three days I went from kind of being oh you know we're gonna be fine to okay this is serious she's headed straight towards us and we need to get to safety and it went from just being prepared. I remember going to the store that week and doing my regular grocery shopping and saying, oh, well, you know what? I'm going to grab a couple of extra, some extra water and look for some batteries just in case, you know, the lights flicker out. But I'm not too, too concerned. I'm not worried about it. And I remember talking to my boys and just assuring them, you know what? We're going to be just fine. It's always wise to be prepared just in case. But, you know, she's not going to be that bad. She's not even headed this way. And like I said, in a matter of days, um, Irma changed paths and she actually headed straight towards my little town where I live that had not been affected for many, many years. And in that moment watching, I realized, okay, you know, I, I'm not as prepared as I need to be. Uh, I haven't done all that I need to do to be ready for this storm. And so I did the best that I could out of my situation. We evacuated and headed um, more inland um, where we could be 
a little safer and not alone. Um, we went and actually stayed with my brother and his wife. They were so sweet to let us come and crash in their brand new home. Um, and we actually had a great time just getting to be together as a family. But it was a little scary for a short time there. We were without power for a short time. I mean, nothing compared to what I saw on a, on a large scale. But we were without power. Um, we were trying to figure out how are we going to eat. I mean, it is amazing. Um what happens when you don't have something like electricity? It was like, okay, well, there's no TV, there's no iPad, there's no internet, you know, the cell phones weren't working. It was really crazy to see this little this storm that we really didn't think was going to be a big deal, how much damage she did. And I remember um, while I was at my brother's house, just kind of talking to God and saying, all right, God, you know, I'm going to be speaking at Mommy Jamie's night really soon, and I have so much on my heart that I want to share, but what is it that you want me to share with these amazing women that can really encourage them, um, you know, no matter what they're going through? And God was very clear that I needed to talk about storms. And so that is what I want to share with you today. I want to take a look at how we can grow spiritually and how we can get closer to God and stay strong in our faith when the storms of life come because they do come you know the Bible is very clear that verse in the New Testament it says you know that when trials come we can take comfort in knowing that Jesus has overcome the world and it's so important to look at the words there because the Bible says when not if not on the off chance, it says when. So we know that hard times are going to come. And it's just a matter of how are we going to make it through those hard times? How are we going to grow spiritually strong? You know, how can we find God in the middle of all of the pain that we go through? So for anyone that doesn't know me, I just want to introduce myself really quickly. Um, like Gina said, my name is LaToya, and I blog over at LaToyaEdwards.net. Um, it's a little community, Women Finding God, and it's all about how we as Christian women, as Christian moms, how we can learn to see God and to grow closer to God during those really hard trials, those difficult times in our lives. Because honestly, the only way that we're going to have victory, the only way that we're going to keep our joy and, and keep hope, especially when those hard, impossible things come in our lives, is if we stay close to God. It's if we keep our eyes on Him and we stay grounded in our faith. That is what will see us through. And so I want to just share some encouraging words with you today um, to maybe bless you and encourage you and hopefully... Just inspire you to keep holding on, to stand, you know, a little bit longer, to dig in deeper so that you can live the life that God has for you. So one of my favorite verses in the Bible, um, one that really encourages me when I'm going through some really, really hard times, is found in Isaiah. I love the book of Isaiah. Um, anytime that I'm going through a trial or a hard time, I have two books of the Bible that I go to all the time. And one is Psalms and one is Isaiah. And I really love um, Isaiah 43 and it's verses 1 and 2. And I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. And I'm going to read verse 2. And it says, 
When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. And so this is what I want to talk about today. I'm actually going to only focus on the first half of this verse. I'm going to focus on the part that talks about the waters. Um, The whole verse is good, and I actually could probably do a whole second talk on fire. But for today, I just want to talk about the waters and the storms. Um, Because if you're not familiar with a hurricane, it's a lot of wind, it's a lot of rain, you know, and that's what really does the damage. There's really big storms that can really devastate an area, depending on how strong the hurricane is. And so I want to just do a little bit of teaching really quick so that we can all be on the same page when it comes to this verse. So the first half of verse 2 says, When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. And so the first thing that I noticed here is that there are some promises right there in those two sentences that we can cling to and hold on to and take to the bank no matter what is going on in our lives. And the first one is one that I alluded to earlier. The first promise is when you go through deep waters. Look at that word again. It says when. So there's a promise right there. We're going to have hard times. We are going to go through the deep waters. It's not an if, it's a when. So like my pastor says all the time, if you're not currently going through a trial, if you think everything is just fine, there's no troubles going on in your life, just wait, wait, it's coming. Because when you go through the deep waters, we are going to, it's not, it's not optional. It's going to happen. But then there's the second promise, which is something that I love and that I find so comforting. It's I will be with you. And this is God speaking straight to you, his daughter, straight to us. He's saying, listen, I know that you're going to go through hard times, but I will be with you. That's the second promise. And the third promise that we see here is when you go through the rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. So God is saying, listen. I've said, number one, that hard times are going to come. But I've also said, my second promise is that I will be there with you. And the third promise is, is you're not going to drown. You're not going to be overcome and overtaken by whatever the storm is that's coming in your life. So I spent some time doing a little bit of research. Um, If you're not very familiar with me, I really love doing word studies and mapping out Bible verses. It's a fantastic way um, to dig deep into the word, especially when you're short on time. You know, doing a quick word study to understand one word or one phrase is a great way to go really deep with your um, Bible study and the same thing with verse mapping. And um, I have actually a link on my blog where I talk more about this and I will make sure that I give that to Gina um, for the show notes so that you can check that out um, if that's something that you're interested in because it truly is a blessing. So I looked at some key words in, in this passage. I looked up the word through. Um, I looked up waters and rivers. And then I also looked up um, overflow. And I found a lot of these words in the King James Version. Side note here, when you're doing Bible research, um, I'm not going to tell you what version or what translation of the Bible to study. But you do want to know that a lot of times um, dictionaries and concordances, they are keyed to a particular translation. And so um, 
some of the resources that I use, they're often keyed toward the King James. So I like to read in the ESV or the NLT, but when I'm doing my Bible study, um, I study from the King James because that's what my resources are keyed to. So the first word that I looked up was through. It says when you go through the deep waters, and I thought, well, through, that seems really kind of self-explanatory. But as I begin to dig in deeper, some some really key things jumped out at me. And um, when I looked it up in the Strong's Concordance through, it said it means to pass over or to pass by or to go through. And that just really spoke volumes to me because um, when we're going through a hard time, sometimes God um, allows us to go to pass over, right? Like the children in Israel when the angel of death came to kill the firstborn sons, right? It's this, uh, a feast called the Passover because they were not affected by that storm that God sent. And sometimes that's what God does. Sometimes he just allows us to, um, to not to just skip over that hard thing. You know, we avoid it altogether. And then the second part was that, you know, when we go through it, it means that we go by. And when you go by, you know, a trial. It's kind of like an accident. You're not part of the accident, but you drive by and you're able to see, you know, what's happening. You see the devastation. You see the hurt and the pain, and it affects you. It doesn't affect you um, as much as the people that are in the accident, but it is more of an effect as when if you get to pass over and avoid it altogether. And then the third one is just to go through, which is just to actually be in it, um, to kind of be taken away or overtaken by what's going on. And often what I have seen is that when hard times come, uh, we have to go through it, right? God does not always provide us an out or an escape route. We have to actually go through the hard thing, through the trial, because that is where our faith is made stronger. That is where Um, We really get to see what we're made of. And that's often where growth happens. You know, diamonds are made under pressure. And the same is for us. Uh, A lot. uh, One way that God is able to grow us and get us to where we need to be spiritually is through hard times. And so the next thing that I looked up was waters. I was very fascinated by what I learned about waters because it can be a good thing and a bad thing. So we see in the New Testament, sorry, in the Old Testament, right? We see water um, in the flood. And in that instance, it's dangerous, right? It's violent. It's something that God uses to completely wipe out humanity because um, he was so frustrated and heartbroken by how sinful we had become. And he uses water for destruction. And another way that water can be used in the Bible is as a refreshment. Um, When you traveled in the New Testament, we see, you know, Jesus washing the disciples' feet. And he used water as a way to kind of, you know, refresh them and and clean them up from the travels, from the things that have gone on. You know, we talk about uh, the living water as a way to be refreshed and renewed in your spirit and God. And so we see that waters can have both good and bad things. And ultimately, it's all about uh, a transition of things from one point to the next point, which goes along with what we talked about for going through something. Now, in this verse in Isaiah, it's very clear that we're not talking about our refreshing water or our water that's positive. It's definitely that violent, dangerous thing. The key to remember here is that 
the waters that um, is talked about here in the Bible in this verse, the rivers of difficulty, the deep waters that you're going through is that it's a transition. It's temporary. It doesn't last. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's scary, but it doesn't last. That's not going to be where you are for all eternity. It is temporary. And the last word that I wanted to share with you was overflow. The end of this part of the verse says that when you go through um, the rivers of difficulty, you won't drown. Okay. Uh, the King James Version says um, that when you passeth through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they will not overflow thee. And overflow is extra, right? We think of overflow when my kids are... Um, playing in the bathroom and they overflow the tub because they're not paying attention that water goes everywhere right it's it's meant to be in the bathtub but it spills out over to the floor and it soaks the carpet and it soaks the rug and it just makes a big mess and a lot of times this is what we can experience when we're going through a hard time this overflow um, being swept away, being engulfed or totally consumed by what is going on. And the great thing is that in this verse, we see God promising that you may feel that way. Um, yes, there are times where every single thing that can go wrong goes wrong. And then something really bad happens on top of that. And we feel like we can't catch our breath, that we can't catch a break, that there's no moment of rest there. But um, that's not the end of the story for us, right? We're not going to be overtaken by our circumstances. That is a promise that he gives in this verse. And so as we're looking at all of these concepts, we're looking at how what the water represents is this negative thing, this bad thing. We're looking at the fact that we've got some options, right? God, he can do whatever he wants to do. He can completely protect us from the situation, from the waters. Um, he can have us just kind of walk by and see it from afar, or um, he can actually have allow us to actually have to go through that hurt and that pain. But remember the promise, he's with us and we will not drown. God is with us and because God is with us, we're not going to be defeated by the storms of life that come. And so I wanted to just kind of wrap up my story that I was sharing with you earlier about Irma um, and tell you that my family, we were so fortunate. I had said before that, yes, we um, we lost power for about 24 hours in my brother's house, and it was uncomfortable. You know, it wasn't pleasant, but we were so fortunate. I had so many friends that were without power for weeks. I had family that were throwing out food because they had no power and no way to keep it. We didn't experience any of that. Um, you know, when I came home, all my food was still good. The lights were on. We didn't have any damage or anything. It was such a blessing. Um, we There was some debris and there were branches kind of everywhere, but my neighbors were working together to kind of clear that up, to kind of help each other and make sure that it was safe to drive, you know, in the complex and on the road and all those things. But we were so blessed. And as I began to watch the news to see on updates, I began to see community, to see people coming together to help to serve, um, to just help repair and restore the damage that Irma had done. And I thought, wow, 
isn't that such a beautiful image of what the church is supposed to do? When hard times come, we're not supposed to divide and isolate ourselves, right? God wants us to come together and to support each other. And so that was kind of the end of my story there with Irma. But having gone through that and what I've learned from looking at the verse here in Isaiah, I kept thinking, God, okay, I see this. Like I, I understood spiritually the concepts that I just shared with you, the point of the storms and what the options are and the promises that God gives us through the storms. I said, okay, God, I understand that. And I can see, you know, here on earth physically with my eyes, I, I can tangibly see how some of that is at play and at work. I said, but that's not enough because I have been in situations where it's so hard that I really am not trying to hear something super spiritual. I mean, I know that God loves me. I know he's for me. Like I know what the Bible says, but sometimes you're in such a dark place that that's not going to bring you any comfort. And so I don't want to just end my talk, you know, on this, this Bible lessons and biblical truths, although they are super, super important. I want to spend just a few minutes giving you some practical ways that you can apply the principles in Isaiah 43 um, to your life and to your current situation. So I want to talk really quick just about three things. I want to talk about what we can do before the storm what we can do during the storm, and what we need to do after the storm. And I hope you keep listening because I actually have um, a gift, um, and I'm not going to tell you where you can get it until um, this talk is over. So stick with me. I promise you're going to be blessed. So um, before the storm. So if you remember when I was telling you about Irma, um, I talked about how I kind of watched the news, and I, I wasn't too worried, and I, I went to the store and got a few things, and eventually um, we did end up evacuating. And that just brings me to these options that we have before a storm. So before a hurricane is going to hit, often we have warnings. You know, the weather, the weather people and the meteorologists and those people, their job is to keep track of what's going on in the ocean and what the weather is doing so that they can let us know about threats and storms that are coming uh, so we're not caught off guard. And so God is the same way. Often he will give us a warning and sometimes it's just that little women's intuition, that, that gut feeling that something is coming or that something's not right. Sometimes, you know, like in Isaiah, you know, he'll send a prophet, he'll send somebody to you um, with the word of warning or just a word of wisdom. And whenever, before the storm is coming, we have some choices that we can make when this warning comes, whether it's, you know, God speaking to your heart directly or him speaking to you through somebody else, you have some options. And the first option is that you can ignore it. Um, you can ignore the warning. You can do absolutely nothing. And I saw a lot of this um, when Irma came and I was did a little bit of this myself. I said, oh, okay, there's a storm coming, but yeah, you know, it never comes here, so we're going to be fine. And so my first instinct was to ignore the warning, was to ignore the the wisdom that was being shared and the advice that was being offered. Um, and that's something that we can do as well. When we know that something's coming, we can, we can just ignore it. No, you know what, God, it's not really that bad. That's not really what's going on. Um, I'm not going to worry about that. Another option that we have is the wait and see, right? And I did that. I said, okay, it's getting worse. She's getting a little bit closer. 
I'm still not going to take a whole bunch of action. I'm just going to kind of wait and see if I need to, you know, do something. And it's the same thing when we're going through a hard time. Sometimes we know that something is bad. We know that something is hard. We know that something is coming. And we just, we wait and see. We wait and see, well, is it really as bad as I think it is? Is it really as bad as this person is saying it is? Uh, Maybe it's just, if I just, you know, if I do this, if I do that, if I, or if I don't do this, it'll go away. And we get into this just kind of attitude of just, well, I'll just kind of wait and see. I'm not gonna... I'm not going to completely ignore it, but I'm not actually going to take action and start to make preparations either. I'm just going to kind of hang on the fence. Um, And then the third option that we have before the storm is that we can prepare. When we know that something is coming, we can get ready for that. You know, had I gone immediately when Irma was going to be a problem, I would not have run into the issue of the stores being barren when I got there you know I wouldn't have been trying to find or without batteries or without whatever we needed we would have had everything that we needed and the same thing applies when hard times are coming you have to prepare right yes you can ignore it yes you can sit on the fence but those are not the best options that's not what God wants us to do right God talks about being or the Bible talks about um, double-mindedness and this is sitting on the fence right yes be yes and your no be no God does not want us to be wishy-washy he doesn't want us to sit on the fence when he speaks he wants us to obey immediately without question without hesitation he wants us to just go and that a lot of times when storms are coming that means that we have to be prepared how do we prepare we pray we seek wise counsel We ask God what his will is. We ask for his direction so that when the storm comes, if that's what God chooses, if he chooses to allow us to go through it, we are not unprepared. We have prayed. We have built up our faith. We have, you know, done all the things we need to do to be ready to go through this situation um, with grace, um, with humility, and fully surrender to whatever God's plan is. And that's going to bring me to the second thing. What can we do during the storm? Well, again, we have three options. We can give up, right? We can just say, you know what? I didn't prepare, so I'm just going to, I'm just, I, I, there's nothing I can do. I'll just sit here and hope for the best, right? I could have done that. I could have just said, you know what? I didn't prepare. The storm's coming. We're just going to stay here and just, we're just going to, you know, go with luck, see what happens. The second option that we can do is we can panic, And I saw a lot of this during Irma. I saw people that were literally freaking out about the storm. I have been in that position where things have been so bad in the middle of a trial that I couldn't think straight. I was literally, I felt like I was losing my mind. I couldn't think straight. My emotions were all over the place. I couldn't see clearly. I was convinced that all hope was lost. That is not a good place to be in. That is the point where we've got to learn to take every thought captive, get control of ourselves, control of our emotions, and remember the promises that God says. He says, when you go through the deep waters, I will be with you. And if God is there, there's nothing to flip out about. The safest place that you can be during a storm is with the Father. It doesn't matter if it's a financial storm, a health storm, a relationship storm, you know, 
issues with your children, your family, your job, whatever you are going through, the safest place you can be is in the Father's hand, okay? So that brings me to the third option. During the storm, right, you can give up, you can panic, or you can choose to rest. You can choose to say, like David says in Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I have everything that I need. He makes me lie down in green pastures, right? He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. If God is in control, if he's promised to be with us, if he's promised us that we're not going to be overtaken by our circumstances, we can rest. And by rest, I mean trust. Just say, God, I'm going to do all that is in my power to do. I'm going to prepare. I'm going to go if you want me to go. And then I'm going to just trust that what you say is true, that when you tell me that you're with me, that that's what you're going to do. And so we've talked about before the storm, our options, during the storm, our options, and now I wanna kind of wrap things up by talking about our options after the storm. After the storm can be sometimes just as hard as during the storm. Because like we saw with Irma, storms can devastate and just leave destruction and hurt you know in its path and a lot of times when we go through a hard time and we it's over there's still some healing that needs to be done there's still some growth that needs to happen maybe there's forgiveness that we need to work through but again we have options option number one is that we can go back we can go back to that life during the storm I know you're probably thinking, yeah, but why would I want to do that if I've just gone through this terrible experience and I finally made it on the other side? Why would I want to go back? Well, you know what I thought about when when I think about going back? I think about the children of Israel. They had been enslaved to the Egyptians for generations. It was hard. It was horrible. It was miserable. And God finally kept his promise and he set them free. And they are leaving. They've got the cattle. They've got the jewelry from the Egyptians. They have all of these things. And they are headed out of bondage. And what happens? They get to the Red Sea. And they say, oh no. Like Moses, you brought us out here to die. We should just go back to the Egyptians. And you know, if I'm really honest, and if you and I are really honest with ourselves, or really honest with God, sometimes we fall into that same place because there's after a storm there can be a lot of unknowns right I saw family members that live around the corner from me that had no lights and they had no idea when the lights were coming back on right that's an unknown that's hard it's it's, wait a minute Lord I just made it through this storm and it doesn't look any different at least before you know I, I I had electricity and I had this and I had that And we began to long for the things that God has just set us free from, the things that we've just survived. Be careful about that, okay? So the second option that we have after a storm is to just kind of be stuck, is to say, okay, well, I'm not going to go back because that was horrible, but I'm not really going to move forward either. I'm just going to be here and I'm going to focus on all the things that are wrong, right? I'm going to focus on the fact that I had to throw all my food away because Irma knocked out my power. I'm going to focus on the fact that I've had no power for two weeks and I'm missing my TV shows and I can't hop on the internet. I'm going to focus on 
the fact that I'm, I'm having to miss work or I'm having to spend extra money because we're staying at a hotel. That's what staying stuck is. Staying stuck is, it's just as bad as going back because you're not moving forward. What are you focusing on? If God has delivered you from this trial, this hard time, it doesn't matter what it looks like now, you've gone through it, you have survived. That is a reason to celebrate. That is the time to say, oh, okay, God, I've gone through this, what's next? And this brings me to my third, the third option after a storm is to move forward, okay? Um, Apostle Paul talks about this, you know, he says, forgetting the things that lie behind me, I press forward. And this is what we have to do. When we, God brings us through these hard times, we have to continue to move forward. And I know that that it sounds good and it sounds easy, but it can be hard. I know, trust me, I've been there and I hear from women all the time that are just like, I just, I'm so exhausted. I'm so worn out. I'm so unsure. I, I don't know how to move forward. But I want to encourage you with this, um, this verse, okay? How do we move forward after we finally make it through a storm and, you know, there's some destruction, there's some debris, and we're not really sure what's next. Well, the answer is actually found before the verse that I've been talking about this time. If you go to Isaiah chapter 43 and look at verse 1, you will look at the second part of verse 1. Here's what it says. And again, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name, and you are mine. Just let that sink in for a moment. This is God saying to you, he's saying, my daughter, don't worry. Don't give into fear. I know that things are uncertain. I know that things are unclear. I know it seems like there's still a lot to do, but don't worry because I've redeemed you. He's ransomed. He's bought you back, right? And this is through Jesus coming down to earth, living a perfect life dying on the cross and, you know, being risen from the dead. He's redeemed us back from sin and from the bondage of and the curse of being doomed to go to hell. He says, I've called you by name. He knows exactly who you are. You are his daughter. He's called you by your name. He loves you. He says, you are mine. And because we belong to God, because of our position as daughters of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, we can move forward. We can ask God what he wants for us, what his plan is for us, and we can trust. Because ultimately, that's the whole point of the storms that come. That's the whole lesson in going through trials. It's to answer this one question. Do I trust God. It's as simple as that. Do I trust God enough to prepare when he warns me of things that are coming? Do I trust God enough to rest in his arms and just let him work things out for my good? Do I trust God enough to take that step forward even when I cannot see the way clearly. So that is a question that I want to leave with you today. 
If the key to growing spiritually during hard times is simply trusting God, what is it in your life right now that you need to trust God with? Are you ready to take that step? Are you ready to go through the deep waters, to go through the rivers of difficulty, knowing that God is with you and that he's not going to let you drown in your sea of pain and hurt and trials? Are you ready to trust him? And so I promised a few minutes ago that I had a gift for you, and I do. Um, It's a free set of um, 10 verses that are going to really help and encourage you when you're going through a storm. All you have to do is go to latoyaedwards.net slash mjn for Mommy Jamie's Night. And you are I'm going to give you um, a free uh, printable with some of my favorite verses that have really seen me through and encouraged me during different hard times in my life. And just print them up, you know, read them, study them, memorize them, pray over them, whatever you need to do so that you can be encouraged. That is um, just a gift that I wanted to give to you. And I also wanted to share one final little kind of tip of encouragement with you before I leave. And I have written a book. It's called Come to the Well, How to Connect with God Through Journaling. And this is just a message that was born out of the hardest time in my life. And I found that when I didn't know how to pray, when I wasn't sure that God was actually listening or that he cared about me or that he wasn't there anymore, that journaling is what helped me work through those feelings. It's what helped me learn to trust him. It's what helped me see him at work, even in those darkest moments. And I just wanted to let you know that that is available. Um, It's really based on my other favorite uh, scripture in the Bible, the woman of the well. And it's just really just meant to encourage you to keep seeking God no matter what's going on in your life. And I just give you a step-by-step practical um, tools on how journaling is a way that you can connect with God to deepen your faith and grow closer with God. And I actually am going to um, have a special discount code for all of my Mommy Jamie Night moms. Um, when you go um, to latoyaedwards.net forward slash MJM, when you get the free printable, um, you'll also get the a special link with the coupon code. Um, you can actually get um, my plus package. It includes the book, um, some worksheets, an audiobook of the book, and um, a kind of getting started course to help you get started with journaling. You can get all of that um, for only $10. Um, normally it's 15 But um, I just want it to be a blessing to you ladies. And Gina, I'm so just thankful for you having me. Um, It's been a pleasure to share and and to encourage. And I just hope that everybody listening, um, that you have found some encouragement and been blessed by it. And I've kind of spurred you to kind of take um, some action. So um, this is back over to you, Gina. I'm so happy you joined our session of Mommy Jammies Night. Please drop our guests a line and let them know how thankful you are that they gave their time. And follow up with Gina Glenn on Mommy Jammies Night Facebook page and the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network Facebook page. Or via email at gina at mediaangels.com. God's blessing upon you and your family.